Uh, right, hello uh, everybody. Welcome to today's uh, trading podcast. This is uh, Adrian Boothy here, head of trading at TrendSignal. And as ever, uh, I'm joined with our chief analyst and chief executive, Jerry Miller. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Adrian. Hello, all. Hi. So, um, well, look, today um, we're changing it up a little bit uh, for our podcast. So we're actually splitting it into two sections now. Uh, so we'll do our Forex and stock market review to start with and a separate uh, podcast where we're going to do a review for the trading week ahead. And this week, um, we're going to be looking at really how investors are looking past the infections at the moment. There's um, a lot of new cases coming in, a lot of infections in COVID coming in in the States and other places, and yet that stock market seems to be extremely resilient, for now at least, uh, really anyway. And we're going to talk about why that's happening, why that's the case with the stock and uh, stock markets, and also we're going to talk about the different changes and what's happening in the forex markets and commodity markets uh, really as well. So, uh, Jerry, why don't you kick us off? Um, and I know this is a um, obviously a financial podcast, but you know, obviously COVID still continues to be extremely important important uh, and cases are kind of back on the rise aren't they really well they are yeah i think uh, the world health organization announced more than uh, 230,000 cases which were recorded on sunday which is a record and you think wow hang on a second we're all easing our lockdown measures and of course europe is not the center for the pandemic anymore yeah. um it, it's really moving to the likes of india uh, Latin America, obviously, and 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 North America, the you know the United States, they're still seeing uh, cases rise. We had a record number of cases uh, announced in Florida, fifteen thousand three hundred, you know, yeah, in one significant day. Significant numbers, significant numbers, aren't yeah. they? And I, you know, I, I mean, I was uh, listening to something a while ago, and it was talking about how perhaps we're on a maybe a less, less lethal strain at the moment that infects maybe 10 times uh, more um, uh, actively um, than, than the previous strains. You had the Wuhan strain and then you had the Italian strain, uh, some were calling it. Um, so what you're finding potentially is what hap you know, normally happens is that the more infectious it is, uh, the less or the more transmittable uh, it is, uh, the less dangerous it tends to be. And that could kind of make sense because we're seeing a big increase in infection numbers in the States, but not necessarily the mortality rates, uh, aren't we? Yeah. And we're wondering if that's yeah. a time lag or is that the fact that actually it's just a little safer? Not safer, perhaps that's the wrong word, but uh, less virulent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I certainly think that's what the markets think. Uh, and the markets, remember, we've got to make this distinction very clear. The stock markets, are not the economy and not the real world. They are the stock market prices are based on a lot of it on future expectations. So we we shouldn't be fooled mm. into thinking that all is necessarily well. But economically, a lot of investors and traders believe it is. But remember, there are lots of reasons why people are investors are buying equities because there aren't there's nowhere else to put your money, which we've discussed before. So, yeah. but I do think you're right about the 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 virulence of the. Um, uh, virus now. It, it may have morphed, as you said, it's it's likely that it is more infectious, but not nothing like as lethal. Um, and, mm -hmm. and one of the things that a lot of uh, analysts are saying is that the mortality rate still remains relatively low, which yeah. is sort of backs up what you're saying, Adrian. But, you know, mm -hmm. then you get reports that hospital emergency rooms, the the ICU beds, the intensive care unit beds are almost full in lots of uh, major cities in, in, in the south. Uh, so the mortality rates could start to rise. Will that affect market sentiment? It probably would do, but it depends on the scale. But I think for now, 
you know, the market's pretty unfazed by the rising infection numbers. Um, yeah, when you look at what happened overnight, wow. Well, you, you know, you look at um, you look at Disney who reopened last week. So they reopened, then they closed back down again over in Florida, and then they've um, uh, opened back up again. Um, and then you've got the record uh, cases coming through, and it's um, it seems yeah. a bit mad. But then Universal didn't close, and then SeaWorld didn't close. So you kind of think, well, perhaps Disney have to stay open, but it just seems a bit mad. Uh, I'm the only thing in there, sort of def not defence, but mitigates the risk a little bit is the fact that those theme parks they're not allowing it they're not opening up any rides inside so it's it's a lot of it is yeah. in the open air and, 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 the, and the gatherings as well so they're not opening the parades and the firework fireworks are all you know off and so yeah and it's all outside isn't it so you know the yeah. infection rate supposedly is about 20 times more inside than it is outside yeah. so which is kind of makes sense but you know at yeah. the same time I, I don't i don't fancy going to disney world right now uh, that's for sure. Well, you, you, you're not going to get on a plane, which is a risk to to go to a theme park in Florida where you've got 15,300 new cases a day. I yeah. mean, but hey, as I've said at the beginning, you know, the stock market is one thing. The real economy is another thing. But for now, investors are definitely hooked on to the fact that all the numbers are improving. You know, we had great, um, you know, ISM non-manufacturing data out last week. That's service sector in the US, a lot better than expected. So the numbers back up what the markets are doing, despite this uh, increase what is described still as the first phase of infection in the US. Uh, you've got it in the rise in, in um, South Africa, South Asia, uh, India is significant. So, you know, these cases are not happening in the first world countries, as it were. So, uh, mm. just the US, but we've already discussed the reasons why the markets are not too um, unfazed by that. Uh, but yeah. look what happened overnight, Adrian. So, you've got oh, China. Yeah. Uh, up what 1.9 percent and that's after having its best week in i think five years last week um after the i mean we discussed it this time last week but you know when the um, u.s state media uh, um, announced that um, people should be buying uh, shares uh, they should join enjoy the bull run um, which is effectively mm. just saying buy mm. the market of course that's exactly what happened uh, despite the sort of rather patchy performance uh, in the West, uh, China's market just went through the roof. Um, and another, you know, it clears on 2% overnight, Adrian Hang Seng, not quite well, as good. Well, what's interesting is, I mean, I, I, you know, woke up this morning, had a look at my various sort of feeds that I look at for what's going on. And, you know, IG was um, quoting, they do a weekend Dow, a weekend US index market, and they were quoting it down 200. So, you know, and all of a sudden, up it goes again. It's just that, constant thing isn't it where you know every time the market goes down a little bit it seems to just want to pop straight back up and we, yeah. we as you said earlier we talked sort of long and hard is that there, there is no alternative um bonds are just you know a bit of a waste of time gold we'll talk about gold in a second when we do the uh, the review for for last week but you know it, it it just feels like we're just thinking so far ahead at the moment and you know that we're not worried about these infection rates at all yeah. No, that's right. And I, I think there's a feeling that there's only so much, you know, uh, um, each country should sacrifice economically. And they've, you know, that's definitely been Trump's mantra. He regards the stock market as, you know, 
correlated with his success in uh, potential success in the November presidential election, which, of course, he might regard that. But a lot of commentators are saying the reason why he's so far behind in the polls is because of his failure to tackle the COVID-19 pandemic uh, effectively. And, and just, I mean, we won't go into all the ridiculous comments he's made, but everyone knows uh, a lot of the st ridiculous stuff he, he said and turned it wearing face masks into some sort of fashion accessory. A lot of people have been very critical about governments for not preparing and not having this, that and the other in place and so on and contingencies. Well, you know, I was reading a, a while back about how um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was governor of California for a while, wasn't he? And he put out, he, he set up all these mobile um, hospitals. He set up, he had these sort of warehouses full of respirators and masks and goodness knows what else as a contingency just in case something were to happen. Um, yeah. Then a recession came in and then the new governor came in, whoever he was. Um, and the, the much more popular thing to do was to save money. All this stuff that's there is continuously costing loads of money to warehouse it. Um, they got rid of it all. And well, uh, so all that content, all that stuff that they had, which had been great as a contingency, they thought, well, that's not as important. Taxpayers don't want money being spent on something that may happen at some point in the future, possibly. Um, they want something that's ready for the here and the now. So who's who's to blame? Maybe it's uh, maybe it's voters. Uh, maybe it's the governors. Who knows? C c countless um, state uh, and 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 country um, wide governments who've taken the decision that there's no point plowing all that money into that because what's the chance of it being needed? Well, of course, the irony is the chance of it happening again is probably a lot less now because it has happened. So we're going to have all these contingencies. There's going to be PPE stocks and therapies that will be stored for the next sort of 20, 30 years in case it does happen again, which, of course, yeah, is less likely, I guess. Yeah. One doesn't know. But, um, Who knows? Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, shall we um, shall we move on a little bit to um, uh, the review of the week ahead, uh, of last week? There's been quite a bit of movement in the markets. Actually, before I get into that, just want to quickly cover off on one thing. We we've got quite a few live events. So Trend Signal, uh, we're a trading and education company here at Trend Signal. We like to educate and help our traders uh, to make better trading decisions. And if you'd like to learn one of our trading strategies, then you can come along to our one of our events and learn our sniper trading strategy and learn the three simple rules to help boost your trading results. And if you'd like to um, come along to one of our live trading events, uh, you should see uh, the link on screen now if you're watching us. But if you're just listening, I'll read it out. So if you go to the webpage bit.ly, so it's bit.ly slash learn ts that's bit.ly slash learn ts go to that page but to book in for one of our live events that we've got going on this week learn a strategy that can help you to take on these markets because you know the one thing that we do know uh jerry is that there's some some pretty reasonable movement out there isn't there some decent volatility out there and, and that means a lot of opportunity so do you want to give us some of the highlights of the movement for last week jerry uh okay yeah um so last equities, they're actually a bit patchy, really. Uh, the FTSE was struggling because of uh, sterling strength. And yeah, gosh, it's uh, you don't often talk about sterling strength, but uh, um, I don't know if you can uh, put up a yeah, chart I mean, on sterling, but sterling really um, outperformed um, other currencies last week. It was up about uh, a cent and a half against the dollar. 
which is one of the reasons, ironically, why the FTSE did not perform. And the FTSE, the reason why it doesn't perform so well when sterling's strong, is that it makes the shares in the UK based in euros and dollars look more expensive. Uh, and that's uh, the main reason why uh, when you look at the, a chart of the FTSE, it really looks as if it's going nowhere over the last month. And actually, it is going nowhere over the last month. So there you can see the strength in, 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 in sterling. Uh, compromising uh, any strengths in the FTSE. I mean, look at that chart, Adrian. I mean, what does that tell you? Uh, yeah. it, it's, it's incredibly erratic. Uh, and that's just the way of it. Uh, what's it down to? Brexit, uh, the, the uh, ongoing negotiations with uh, Michel Barnier and uh, David uh, Frost from the, the UK side. Still a few hurdles to jump over, but I, I think we're going to achieve some sort of trade deal. It might be quite limited, but uh, uh, the angst that is built in sterling um, has definitely found a bit of a release valve last week as uh, as it um, uh, recovered a little bit. So otherwise, um, now up 247, not much, only 1%. Uh, you know, in, in today's sort of recent volatilities, um, it's not a great deal, is it? Uh, S&P 500, uh, that's the very more sort of closely followed index that covers all the top 500 stocks in the US up 55 points, which is about one and three quarter percent. And that acts a little bit like um, FTSE here in the UK, pretty sort of, uh, you know, mediocre moves, really 105 points on the, on the week. Uh, gosh, it will do that in, in, in an hour. Yeah. Uh, a lot really. so, stronger than the FTSE generally, though. And if you look at where it's come from off the lows on the, from the 11th of uh, June, we're back up towards those early June highs, whereas the FTSE um, has not really recovered anything like to the same extent. So FTSE def definitely the one that's that's flagging uh, the most. Uh, yeah. I mean, S&P is pretty much at those early June highs yeah. uh, back again yeah. now. After actually, you know, Friday uh, we were sort of talking about ooh, short short trades potentially on some of these indices, yeah. and actually the market just whoosh, straight back up again uh, Friday yeah. into the close. Um, yeah, that's right. No, it was um, a, a decent uh, recovery, and I think uh, one of the things that sort of helped it, um, we had some uh, data out as, uh, last Friday, the PPI, the core PPI, the producer price index. It's not something that many people follow, but it's sort of a leading indicator of a future inflation. Uh, and it was yeah. horrendous. I mean, I say horrendously weak. It was very weak. You know, the consensus was for a modest rise in uh, the cost of goods and services going into production, and that's what the producer price index is, minus 0.3%. I mean, there's just no inflation anywhere, Adrian, and that's uh, mm -hmm. it's sort of helped. The stock market likes it. Dollar doesn't really. Why? Well, it, it means there's going to be no pressure on rates. And if anything, I honestly believe that they will start, if things remain the way they are, and if the numbers don't stack up, uh, you know, the Fed could consider the negative rates a bit like the Bank of England are. Yeah. Well, OK, so a bit of a risk on move, really, ish uh, last week, dollar under pressure and the uh, the stock market on the rise a little bit. Um, yeah, very, very, very much so. Um, you know, the, didn't stop gold, the, though, did it? I mean, normally, no, you know, no. you'd expect in that sort of scenario, gold to sort of ease back a little bit. But I think there's something a bit different going on with gold, isn't it? It's more about sort of the, the safer play uh, compared to, say, bonds, which you're kind of losing money on right now. Really. Well, you, you, you fit the nail on the head. And I think what you've got to remember is that there are a lot of retail uh, traders out there, a lot of retail investors who, who are making their own trading decisions rather than just giving their money to a professional um, fund manager. Uh, and gold really 
has tracked higher and it continues to be what I would call a sort of retail choice for a safe haven investment. And you might say, well, Jerry, why are people buying a safe haven investment when the stock market is going up? They can't, you know, it's not, it can't be risk on, i.e. people buying equities and also risk off buying gold. But I think gold's got its own momentum, really. And I think the weaker mm. dollar helped gold again. But you've just got to wonder for the short to medium term, I'm not sure what's going to upset gold. The only thing I could really see upsetting gold is a big risk on move because I think gold is more vulnerable to a stronger dollar than a uh, sustained sell off in equities because in a yeah. way it's priced it's priced in a lot of risk anyway, hasn't it? Uh, yeah. But you know, so so that's what I I think that's probably where the weakness potential weakness in gold lies. Uh, and remember, it's one of those commodities that pays you absolutely nothing, Adrian. You don't get anything. You get you get charged to hold it, to insure it, to finance it. So it, it needs momentum. And if it runs out of momentum, that's when you get the old cascade uh, happening. And you're right about so, bonds, so, by the way. So just to be clear then, so risk, back, back just very quickly, risk on then, that's effectively a push into risky assets. You're putting risk onto your portfolio, if you like, uh, thinking yeah. that way. Yeah. So a big push into equities um, would likely then see where we'd start to hold off on gold price rises, maybe falls. Well, I, I actually think if, if there is a, a, a sudden sell-off in, in, in equities, i.e. a risk-off mood, uh, mode, I, I, you could actually see the dollar rally. And it's the rallying, the rally in the dollar that I think could trip gold up. Otherwise, a risk-off move where equities suddenly fall, I don't think would push gold much higher because gold has already priced in a lot of risk off. It's, it's horribly complicated, but that's what that's where I see the the, the potential uh, stumbling blocks for gold. Because people say to me, "Oh, Jerry, it's going to go to nineteen hundred dollars." You're talking about all-time highs. From there, it'll be just psychological numbers, Adrian. Nineteen fifty. 1975, $2,000 an ounce, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, and what about um, oils, just finally, Jerry? Uh, oil, it, we, we discussed it last week. It, it really looks like a sort of stock index, doesn't it, when you look at the way mm. it's behaving. Uh, it, it is very much tracking the moves in the US uh, and European indices, uh, and probably what you'd expect, really, because the, the economic recovery is reflected in the oil market prices, you know, mm. as the economy picks up, oil demand's going to pick up, which is supposedly going to be good for prices. But this week's an important week, though. We've got OPEC a meeting, uh, well, the meeting via Zoom or whatever. It's one of those online meetings uh, on Wednesday. Uh, where, do you remember back in April, because of the collapse in oil price, you know, OPEC had an emergency meeting and they slashed mm. 9.7 million barrels per day off their production. Uh, and yeah. that was to try and counter the effects of the uh, collapse in demand because of the the um, COVID-19 pandemic. Well, because things are sort of recovering and normalizing in a lot of Western economies, OPEC's uh, wanting to adjust the uh, curbs on, on the oil production. So they're going to try and increase, uh, agree to increase production by 2 million barrels a day. So effectively, reducing the production cuts to 7.7 .7 million barrels per day. And that's going to be a very gradual process that you'll see that okay, revisited so, again. So that'll be, yeah, that'll be fascinating on Wednesday when they come out with that day. So then that could create quite a bit of movement on the oil price. And of course, that could have knock-on implications for some of the stocks as well, you know, the BPs, the ExxonMobils, the yeah. shares of this world. 
yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I, definitely I, keep an eye out for that, uh, investors. Yeah, I think I think oil has been walking a little bit of a tightrope, Adrian. It just looks like it's sort of really running out of momentum, unlike uh, the sort of equities that uh, we track. But uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll see. Time will tell. The market's going to do what it's going to do. Excellent. Uh, okay. Um, well, look, what we'll do just. Uh, very quickly, just going to go um, and invite you to the uh, our webinar again. So if you would like to learn uh, one of our trading strategies and pick up a bit more from uh, today's podcast, then please do uh, tune into uh, one of our live trading events this week. Go to bit.ly slash learn ts bit.ly slash learn ts that's the web page there and you can book in and register for one of our live upcoming events where you learn a trading strategy that you can then apply to the fx index and commodity markets and it's very simple to use strategy too and it's great for beginner traders and experienced traders just wanting more um i guess uh, uh, consistency uh, and confidence uh, with their trading as well uh, now we're going to uh, dial out now um and uh, if you'd like to find out the main events for the week ahead uh, this is the first week where sort of splitting our podcast in two so uh, the trading week ahead will be our other podcast which you'll be able to find anywhere you're listening to this um, and we'll be going through the uh, calendar of events the main events to be looking out for that's going to create the real stimulus of movement uh, for the coming week but otherwise uh, stay tuned everybody um, and uh, have a great week's trading and um, bye-bye for now <laughs>